0: From the International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, this is Making a Difference and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. What a joy it is every day to start with that little piece of music that just says, Oh, say, but I'm glad. I have a lot of favorites whenever I open the hymnal, but that's certainly one of them, and it expresses really what I hope we'll be able to help you get to if you don't have that already. If you're not already singing that you have a glad heart, I hope that over the days and weeks and months here as we talk together about the things of the Lord, if you're not saved, certainly we want to help you to get into the family of God, but at the same time, If you are a Christian, we want you to become a happy Christian. We want you to become a serving Christian. We want to see a lot of good things happen. And I'm convinced just spending time like we do here every day with an open Bible will help us to get there. So I'm delighted that you've joined us today and really, really appreciate you being with us every day that you possibly can because we're here five days a week. And we thank you for being here today. Now, uh, we've been looking at the general theme for the last few days of just exploring and explaining certain, what I'm calling ground zero issues, things that are just so basic to the Christian experience. And uh, we've already talked about salvation. We've talked about eternal security. We talked about uh, what you do after you're saved, the things that you need to do. We've talked as well about the various elements of the Christian life. And today, I want to address the subject of being committed, committed, to be Christian. It's one thing to become a Christian. It's another thing to be a good, strong, solid Christian. And I want to talk to you today about the commitment that that requires if you're going to get there. I want to remind you that November 11 and 12 is the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference. That's going to be a very special event. And I would just be delighted, guys, if you were among those that come. We have a seating capacity in our small auditorium here of about 300, and so I hope that you'll be among them. Our website at swordofthelord.com has the information, so get on there, check it out, and check out all the other things that are there as well, lots of interesting things, and I'll be delighted if you're here for that conference come November 11. So, let's get right to our study today. I've been building this theme of exploring and explaining the basic issues off of two admonitions that we found in the scripture. The first one in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 that says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That just tells me that I need to figure some things out. I need to learn some things, and I need to just discover. What the truth is on any number of subjects, and give myself to those. Now the other passage that we've been looking at that helps us foundationally here is First Peter chapter three and verse 15 that says, "But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So you're going to find out when you become a Christian, people are going to inquire. People are going to ask you what's happened to you. Some people are going to want to know why it is that you have signed up with the Lord. Why are you going to church? Why are you serving the Lord now? And the fact is, you need to be able to give an answer to that. And that's what this passage tells us. So I want to talk to you today about the commitment that is required. Now, choices have to be made all along in our life. I mean, every day you've got choices that you have to make. And in relation to the Christian life, serving the Lord, being the kind of witness and testimony that all of us need to be, choices do have to be made. I mean, I'm not talking about optional things. I'm talking about must be made. For instance, uh, let me suggest to you that uh, this is not the only place where you and I make commitments. You know, when you decide that you have found your life's mate, and the two of you go to the altar and you say, I do, what are you doing? You're making a commitment. And that commitment is something that you just need to get up every day and determine that we're going to follow what we said we would do and then do that day after day after day as long as you live. So we do make choices. Sometimes people make obligations, and then they don't follow through because they're not committed A lot of folks don't pay their debts, for example. They make the debt because they want something, but they have no intention of paying it off. Now, folks, listen, all kinds of things can be done in a wrong way, and the Christian life can be conducted in a way that is not becoming to the Lord. So if you become a Christian, you trust Christ as Savior, you get into the family of God, you have to choose to do that. The Lord's not going to force you to become a Christian, but when you make the choice, He will save you. Once you are in, if you become a good, faithful, solid Christian, there's other choices you're going to have to make as well. I have a few passages here today, just single verses, that I want to suggest to you that will be helpful to us in making the choices that we need to make. Let me begin at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. This comes right after that great passage on salvation, where it tells us by grace are you saved through faith, and not of works. Verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So you see, it's God's intent from the very outset. I mean, even before we get saved, if we wanted to inquire, the Lord would tell you, yes, he's got some things in mind. He doesn't intend that you continue in the same vein of carnality where you lived before you got saved. He doesn't intend for you to continue to be what we'd refer to as a whirling, just somebody who is absolutely engrossed in all of the vices and sins and things that the world does all of the time. God would tell you right up front, no, he doesn't intend for you to stay in that category, in that bracket. He wants you... Instead, to develop into somebody that is altogether different from that. And so, what this passage says, he intends to work on us. He wants to craft us into something very special. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. None of this is going to happen, apart from the fact that we're saved. You cannot get to be the kind of Christian that you want to be, that you need to be, that God would have you to be, unless you have been transformed by the grace of God and that you are actually a member of God's family. I've run into some people along the way who wanted to do Christian things. They even wanted to be a member of the church, but they didn't want to get the Lord's salvation. They just couldn't figure it out. They just didn't understand. I've run on to other people who don't even believe in salvation. I mean, they're in some church but they don't believe in salvation. I mean, it's strange, the things that the devil sells to people, but the Lord tells us here his idea is that we would be created in Christ Jesus, and the purpose, what is it going to be that God would have us to be? What does he want us to commit to? Well, it's doing the good things that represent him well. Here's a second passage that will help us with our commitment. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You see, what the Lord's looking for is not unreasonable. What the Lord wants of us is not out of bounds at all. Instead, He is just simply saying, I want you to present yourself to me. I want you to be a living sacrifice, not a dead one. I want you to give up the things that are lined up with the devil, give up the things that are lined up with the world, and sacrifice all of that. Just set it all aside. Put it all off. And in so doing, live your life in such a way that is holy, H-O-L-Y, holy and acceptable then unto God. If we do that which is acceptable to him, we're in business. I mean, we are where we need to be. And uh, he says that's just reasonable service. And the verse that follows that, verse 2, Romans 12, says, and be not conformed to this world. A lot of folks check the polls. They check the trends. They're thinking about what's going on in the times. A lot of folks say, you know, well, this is the contemporary thing. That means something that this generation has decided they want to do It's not like what was done before. It's not like what may have been prescribed before, but it's what we've thought of now, and that's what they want to do. Well, that's not the way it's supposed to be done. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And God does have a design. He wants to put on your life. He wants to imprint himself himself in your lifestyle, and if you'll allow him to do that, it will be something very, very special. But you've got to make a commitment. You've got to choose if that's going to happen. Here's another passage. We looked at this in the Philippians study we did a few weeks ago, but I mention it here again because it plays very strongly into the theme of the commitment. Verse 27, chapter 1 of Philippians. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come, and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you steadfast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So what we're having here is a reference to our lifestyle. He says that we ought to do that which is becoming to the gospel of Christ. Sometimes unsaved people look at us. They see our lifestyle. They know we profess to be saved, but if they do not see something that represents Christ well, they stumble over that. And stumbling over it, they stumble right into hell when they die because they looked at us and they said, well, it really doesn't add up like you've said. You're not representing it well. And so they don't believe what the Lord has said because one of us has misrepresented the Lord. Now, what he's telling us is, let your conversation represent the Lord well. Be a good, solid testimony for the Lord. Once again, how are we going to do that? Well, we've got to make a commitment to do that. Whenever you go to the marriage altar and you say, I do, that ought to be something that, I mean, whatever the circumstance, wherever you are on any given day, whatever is happening, whoever is in your presence that commitment ought to always be there you ought never let anything keep you from honoring that commitment same thing's true in our relationship to the lord whatever we are doing on any given day wherever that we are we ought to do that which is becoming to the lord and becoming to the gospel of christ here's another passage that i think adds some weight to what we're talking about in making a commitment, getting the choices made that will enable us to be a good, faithful Christian. And that's Matthew chapter five and verse 16, where Jesus said, "'Let your light so shine before men "'that they may see your good works "'and glorify your Father which is in heaven.'" So we are to let the light of the gospel shine. We are to be a light for the Lord. Jesus once said that he was the light of the world, But then he said, as long as I am in the world, I'm the light of the world. And then he said to us, ye are the light of the world. Basically what he's done, he's passed the responsibility on to us to let the light shine. He is the light, but we need to let his light shine. And the Bible here says that we're to do that before men, in the presence of others. People are to see us. They ought to look at us. I mean, everything from the top of our head to the sole of our feet ought to well represent the Lord. It ought not to reflect some cultural thing that is uh, unbecoming, but instead it ought to reflect good on the Lord. And he said, so that people can see. I know sometimes, naively, I've heard people say, well, I just want to please the Lord. I'm not interested in pleasing men. Well, you and I need to learn better than that. We need instead to determine a lot of other people are watching. And when they watch, they need to see our good works, see our testimony, see that we're representing the Lord well. And when we do that, it will, according to Matthew five sixteen, glorify our Father which is in heaven. So, yes, we need to be committed as a Christian. We need to be making choices that will make that commitment real. Well, tomorrow we'll do some more, and I hope that you'll be along with me. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. So write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. I look forward to hearing from you. So get in touch anytime. In the meantime, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.